Good afternoon and welcome everybody into another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. I am the D, as in Dimitri George, joined alongside my co-host. As always, he is the V, Vince Paparella. And Vince, let's jump right into it. Vince, we are very, very fortunate to be joined by a good friend of ours uh, who also is a tremendous writer for CBSSports.com covering the NFL. Pleased to be joined on the Devoted Steelers Podcast today. Uh, is Cody Benjamin. Cody, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. Uh, we just thought it was fitting, obviously, with the Philadelphia Eagles coming into Pittsburgh, uh, that you jump on and, and kind of give us a little bit of your perspective. But first and foremost, again, thanks, Cody, for coming on. Uh, I know that I think our second time uh, with you, so appreciate you coming on. Look, it's my privilege. I listened to uh, Black and Yellow today by Wiz Khalifa, and I'm not making that up just to get ready for this. I thought about the Pittsburgh sandwiches. I don't know if there's an official name. I sound probably uneducated. Like, you know, the Philly has the cheesesteaks. What are the Pittsburgh sandwiches called with the, the fries? Permani Brothers. I don't know. What, Vince, what's the name? It's at Permani Brothers. Yeah. But I don't know what the name of the sandwich is. It's just the Permani sandwich. Okay. Just, well, yeah. well, I thought of that today. I thought how that'd be a nice lunch. Look, I, it, it's a privilege to be on. I know you guys know the Steelers, um, you know, I think as well, probably even more than I know the Eagles. So I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Um, so we want to just go before we really talk about the game here on Sunday. Um, obviously, the Eagles sitting at one, two and one are sitting atop uh, of the NFC East. As hard as that to believe, a lot has been made about the first couple of weeks, obviously, for not only just the record, but uh, their record, but their, you know, their quarterback play. Um, they're banged up in pretty much every position you look at their team. Just kind of give us a high level overview from your perspective on what's gone wrong and some of the things that maybe, maybe last week that turned some things around for the Eagles heading into this matchup. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the record and them sitting at the top of the division, I mean, I think that speaks for itself, just that this has been an ugly first quarter of the season. Um, I mean, you could argue before the San Francisco upset, I mean, it was it was pretty easily the worst start to both Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz's career. Um, and I think that that should tell you right there, the main problem has been on offense. The defense hasn't been perfect. It, it rarely is under Jim Schwartz, um, but they finally kind of um, – they hadn't had a turnover in those first three games, and they had three against San Francisco, so kind of flipped the turnover margin a little bit. But really the problem is – I mean, in today's NFL, I mean, you're always going to be looking at – unless you're the Steelers, um, you're always going to be looking at the offense first, and, and that's going to be pretty much the start and the end of the conversation. Um, and when you have an offensive-minded coach and Doug Peterson, you have a quarterback who is supposed to be a franchise guy and Carson Wentz, uh, that's where the focus is going to be. And so that's been mostly sloppy. Um, those first three games, it was, I mean, closer to bad than sloppy. They finally got something going against San Francisco, um, and that was the closest the Eagles have looked to last at the very end of last year when Carson Wentz was pretty much playing with guys you'd never heard of and for whatever reason, seems to play a little bit better in those moments. And so right now, I mean, if you're looking at just an overall state of the Eagles, I'd say the defense is, I mean, it's fine. It's where you'd expect it to be. We're still looking for a lot of questions to be answered on offense. And again, injuries are a factor, but really it's just, can Carson Wentz continue to take steps forward? Can Doug Peterson continue to get back to being creative? Um, but yes, yeah, the state of the division, I mean, they're, they're in the playoff mix just because of that. Um, when I look at the Eagles defense heading into this game, right, you obviously have to start with, and anytime you really talk about a Jim Schwartz led defense, it's their defensive line. Eagles currently lead the NFL in sacks. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they have 17 on the season. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and former Steeler, uh, a highly, uh, you know, paid free agent that the Eagles acquired, Javon Hargrave, uh, was banged up in training camp and the, um, in the truncated training, training camp that it was. So, uh, left him a little bit, uh, you know, limited at the beginning portion. I don't know if he even played week one, but uh, can you just tell our Steelers fans kind of what you've seen out of Javon Hargrave, even if it's a small sample size? Yeah, well, pretty much the whole defensive line uh, had a kind of a coming out party against the 49ers, and so Hargrave was part of that, and I think that was the most, I mean, easily the most encouraging performance he's had. Uh, obviously, it's very early. He was coming off an injury barely practiced in training camp. And so the expectations, I mean, I mean, people pretty much forgot about him by the time they took the field and the time he made his debut, uh, very forgettable performance during his first couple of games. I mean, 
you wouldn't have known he was in there. I mean, I, I recall seeing his number pop up a few times on the screen, number 93, and had to remind myself he was on the team. Um, and again, this was their first free agent signing of the offseason. But, I mean, really, um, he was just one piece of a working uh, defensive line against the Niners. And, and I know we'll get into the Steelers game, but, I mean, I really believe this this game might come down to which team's defensive line plays better. And I know that, you know, the Steelers obviously are, are highly revered. They've got, uh, you know, arguably one of the top pass rushing duos in the NFL. But the Eagles' defense, um, their bread and butter, like like you said, in Jim Schwartz's scheme is get pressure up front and, and not necessarily with blitzing. Um, so, yeah, Hargrave's been part of that, took a step forward last week. But I still think, you know, you're looking at guys like Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham as being bigger influences up front. Cody, who would you say so far um, has been the toughest, you know, test for the Eagles defensive line? I, you know, I want to say it would be Los Angeles, but, you know, I don't know, you know, how do they perform against, you know, some of those teams that have, I don't, I don't think that highly of San Francisco's offensive line. I think highly of San Francisco's ability to move the pocket and, you know, create mismatches and diversions, you know, as they typically do, but I don't think that highly of their offensive line. So what's been their toughest test so far? Well, I mean, it, it is a small sample size. There's only been four games. I mean, I would look at, um, you know, they, they did they had their best game of the season against the Niners. Um, the Bengals, obviously, you know, everyone, it's, it's kind of uh, a running joke that Joe Burrow is, is having a great rookie season behind such a bad offensive line. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, that wasn't a huge – I mean, I would go with the Rams. I think, um, again, I mean, going into the year, I wouldn't have picked the Rams – to be, uh, you know, top 10, top 12, top, like I, I, they would not have been in my mind as, as kind of being this juggernaut in the trenches. Um, but they certainly carved up the Eagles, the cleanest this season. I mean, they looked, and I think that might be more a credit to Sean McVay and Jared Goff being able to kind of execute on this, getting the ball out quickly kind of attack. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's not necessarily the offensive line, but that's definitely the game. If you want to look at where the defense just got picked apart play after play, that was it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's partly responsible, uh, or the pass rush is partly responsible for that as well. Yeah. Cody, when you look on the other side of the trenches for the Eagles, um, and something that obviously we'll talk about heavily when we start talking about this game, the offensive line amongst, like I said earlier, a lot of, lot of injuries. Jason Peters is not going to play. Even Lane Johnson, who is playing, is banged up. He lost Brandon Brooks before the season even started. Um, and the, the list goes on, right? This offensive line has been beaten and battered and struggled at times. Um, through, you know, if you, going through the rest of the season, even beyond this week, what is your confidence level that they will, the offensive line will be their, their play will be solid enough for the Eagles to be able to develop rhythm and, and play um, uh, solid offensive football and not have the offensive line be the reason why they're held back, even with all the injuries on the outside, the skill positions. If the offensive line's not doing what they can, it pretty much has messed up everything. How, what's your confidence level in the offensive line, given the state of their um, injuries? Again, I mean, all of this is said with a small sample size, but I think there's, there's two big takeaways that I've had uh, regarding the Eagles' offensive line. I mean, on one hand, um, especially, I mean, this really applies when they go play the Steelers. I mean, this has, like, boom or bust potential. I mean, and, and it's leaning towards bust because when you go up against um, – you've got a guy at left tackle on Jordan Mailata who just made his first career start – um, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was very promising. And yet, I mean, he's going to be going up against Bud Dupree on the other side. Lane Johnson, I mean, even though, like you said, I mean, he's dealing with a hurt ankle right now. I mean, uh, Doug Peterson has alluded to the fact that he's going to have to be playing through this pain all year. I mean, that's you don't want to be going up um, in a matchup against T.J. Watt at less than 100 um, percent. And, and, and that's still Lane Johnson. I mean, in the middle, you've got two replacement guards. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, with all those injuries, you think, wow, um, there's just, you know, the Eagles are done from the beginning because that's Carson Wentz's protection. On the flip side, though, they've actually, I mean, again, really small sample size, but they have held up pretty well um, the last few weeks. I mean, the problem has, has not been, and it's probably not even been one of the top issues. It's not been protection. Um, Jordan Mailata, again, I mean, this is a former rugby player. Few years ago had never even played football 
Um, I know it's not the exact same uh, scenario, but I look at a guy like um, Alejandro Villanueva, who, I mean, you're obviously familiar with. I mean, he spent a training camp with the Eagles, former defensive guy. Um, not the same situation, but still a very raw switch to left tackle. Um, and I think the Eagles are hoping they can kind of uh, have their own gem there. But he's played fine um, at left guard. Nate Herbig, a guy many people never heard of before. Former Nate, Nate Herbig. I mean, <laughs> yep, big Love Nate, it. nasty Nate, they call him. Um, but uh, he's played fine. Uh, JC, he's got Jason Kelsey next to him. Um, I guess what I would say is, yes, it's a concern, especially when you're going up against a team like the Steelers. But it, it's it's way better than it could be right now. I mean, Carson Wentz has, has been upheld in the pocket pretty well. Well, I think also, too, real quick, Vince, before I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you had to jump, wanted to jump in, but real quick, I, I think that Doug Peterson can really help out maybe some of that with the offensive line, with some of the schemes, moving the pocket, uh, screen passes, draw plays, anything uh, from a schematic standpoint, I think can certainly help the offensive line and keeping the defense off balance and not just letting them pin their ears back and setting them up with manageable third downs, keeping the defense honest so that they're not playing always behind the chain. So I think it's really also not just, you know, the players that are ultimately filling in for some injured guys, but also Doug Pearson and the rest of that offensive coaching staff to make sure that they're protecting their quarterback. Um, You know, one of the things that, you know, concerns me uh, so far for the Steelers this year has been honestly their secondary. And if you would have asked me that a month ago, I would have said that would not have been my concern. Uh, you know, and I know that the lo- you know the list for injuries at wide receiver for the Eagles is long. Uh, but still, you know, I think you know with a competent quarterback, you know, Daniel Jones has only scored two touchdowns this year, and he scored two of the- or three touchdowns this year, excuse me, and he scored two of them against the Steelers, and I think that says something so far. And each team has had some success throwing the ball, um, you know, especially early against the Steelers secondary, and you know, then you, you know, I think another thing in Pittsburgh that we get you know, commonly concerned about his matchups against tight ends. And I know the Eagles have a very, very good tight end. So what do you think of some of the ways uh, that Carson could possibly attack uh, the Steelers defense, especially through the air? Well, first I'll give you just a couple of reasons why maybe you shouldn't be too concerned. I mean, I know you mentioned Daniel Jones um, and, and, and Jeff Driscoll. I mean, I know he didn't win the game, but I mean, he, he looked okay. Right. Yeah. Against yeah. Um, so maybe I'm not helping the argument, but I mean, the Eagles, when I look at, um, so offensive team stats here, there's only one, two, three, four teams, um, that have had less yards per game offensively, the Broncos, Washington, the giants and the jets. Those are all pretty bad teams. And I know that two of them, the Steelers have already played, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just trying to, to make it clear. The Eagles, um, whether you want to chalk it up to the injuries or whatever, they are not an explosive offense right now. Um, and actually the injuries um, to guys like Deshaun, uh, to Jalen Rager, I, I would be I mean, slightly surprised however he's listed on the injury report if Deshaun even plays. But the injuries to those guys have made it even worse. And, and last year the Eagles' offense was very slow-moving, methodical. Um, I know, Vince, like off-air we talked about um, the Eagles' offense against the Niners. It didn't look pretty. And that's really what they worked with um, at the end of the season. And it works for Carson Wentz. It just doesn't really look that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wouldn't be like particularly, I mean, if Deshaun doesn't play, there's not a guy, I mean, John Hightower, a rookie, he's got speed, but he's, he's unproven. Um, JJ Arthega Whiteside, complete non-factor. Greg Ward, he's, he's fine in the slot, but he's not a deep threat. Um, Travis Fulgham. Uh, you know, this guy made his debut coming up off the practice squad, had the touchdown against the Niners, but I'm not necessarily worried about him uh, going up top uh, against Joe Hayden. And Zach Ertz, four catches for nine yards last week. Um, now, that's not indicative of, uh, you know, not to worry about him, but I, I just think that if the Eagles are going to win this game, um, it's going to be kind of an ugly game. It's not going to be high scoring. There's not going to be a ton of big plays. Uh, I think it's going to come down to, again, those defensive lines. And, and I think if you're looking out for a weapon on the Eagles, it would be Miles Sanders in this game, uh, not anyone over the top. Yeah, and, you know, just think about it. Miles Sanders, I feel, like I so said, when I think about it, and, Demetri, I think you would agree with this. When I think about Miles Sanders, I'm like, okay, how am I going to neutralize that? I'm like, okay, that's why I have Devin Bush. And that makes me, you know, I'm less worried about Miles Sanders coming out mm-hmm. of the backfield than, per se, you know, Ertz, because I, I, 
every other week, I swear to goodness, I see a 20-yard completion or a, a freaking touchdown to a tight end that I have never heard his name before that mm-hmm. day. And it's because it's against Vince Williams or Devin Bush. So and I, I think Demetri would agree with that. So, you know. so, my, so we're looking at a Richard Rodgers breakout game here? That's uh, It would not surprise me. I, or, it would be, or Hakeem Butler converted like, to tight end? Whatever the Eagles are struggling with, you'll do it well on Sunday for at least a little bit because that's how it rolls. Like, and they'll and they'll mention it on air. Oh, this so and so hasn't had catch it in you know two weeks. Boom, he'll have six. All right, <laughs> sometime throughout the game. I'm just telling y'all goes. Well, now correct me if I'm wrong, but the Steelers haven't necessarily been throwing a lot of deep balls this year. Is that is that accurate or? I I would say in the last game they definitely took their shots. Okay, because and... I was gonna say. You... No, they, okay. weren't. they weren't pretty. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, whatever. Well, yes, your overall statement, uh, Cody, is, is correct. It's definitely down okay. compared to most years. I mean, and it's still early. I don't know if it'll evolve throughout the year, if they get more confidence in Claypool and stuff like that, but it's definitely okay. down. Okay, well, I say that to tell season. you, whatever the Steelers, I mean, if let's just say it's the deep ball. That's not necessarily working the best right now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if – um, you know, they, they're able to do something against the Eagles. I mean, they've got, um, you know, Darius Slay probably not going to travel with, with Juju, I would imagine. Um, He'll probably follow Deontay if I had a guess. He, does he follow? Does he, he follow? He, he generally follows, but if the, if the guy is in the slot a lot, um, then not necessarily. Um, yeah, I would so agree. Then he'll follow but Deontay. then you're looking at a situation where possibly um, – Let's just say you have Juju and Deontay on the outside. I mean, Jalen Mills, there's a chance he's going to be outside again. He's very susceptible to the deep ball. Um, they've got a, kind of a rotation of safeties. I mean, I think the Steelers will have chances to hit on some big plays. And I, I, we're going to definitely transition into that, uh, Cody. But you obviously, like I said at the top, right, cover the NFL for the CVSSports.com. I really want to just quickly get your thoughts before we start talking and actually previewing the game on Sunday. Overall, really quick, where we are in the league with COVID and obviously specifically the Titans, if you can just kind of give us your quick opinion on that. Um, what level of discipline, if any, if you feel as though anything's deserved for the Titans or and how do you think the league is, should or will should proceed with handling these well, uh, COVID Initially, protocols? I don't think uh, my, my thought was that they should be penalized so severely to give up um, like a, like a loss, um, initially, but the longer this goes on again, and I think it's so dependent on what the NFL finds in these investigations, as far as, I mean, I know we've already had reports that they, you know, they had players meeting after being advised not to. And so if you're looking at likely violations, I mean, I think the NFL has no choice, but to really like come down hard with the hammer here, because, you know, we, we've seen team officials and coaches now say, and I think in a league memo, um, or even Dr. Alan Sills, their their chief medical officer, was saying, you know, we can't we can't even afford to have ninety or ninety five percent compliance like that. Even that is too little um, because the virus only needs a a small crack to mm-hmm. to influence. And and I think the the thing that's unfortunate if they are breaking protocols is we see now this isn't just a a one week one team um, problem now. I mean, we're talking. Again, the Titans aren't necessarily responsible for what's going on in New York with the Jets. I mean, but but it's had ripple effects. And I think, I mean, we're getting pretty darn close to the point where the NFL has to start thinking about, I'm sure they already have, uh, contingency plans for, for late in the season, whether there's going to be a Week 18 created for postponed games. Uh, because we're getting pretty close. I mean, if the Titans, let's say another test pops up before they play on Tuesday, they're not playing um, that game in week five. I mean, because the Chiefs-Bills game scheduled for, thir- for originally for Thursday, now Sunday, that would kick back to Thursday. You don't have room for that Titans game. It's just, it's a big mess. And so um, one little slip up is going gonna, is gonna to send the dominoes gone. So I just think, um, yeah. And, and, and thank you for that. And, re- and just as, I'm, as you were talking, I'm t- in my head, like, just think of how ludicrous this is that they're playing on Tuesday. The Bills have a, you know, if there's, if there's no positive test with the Titans and, 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 you know, until game day on Tuesday, they'll play that game. What happens if Tuesday morning they wake up and there's a positive test in Tennessee? 
does that mean that the Bills were, right. you know, 12 hours or whatever that time would be from kickoff? How does that work with the game on Thursday? Does that mean they now all of a sudden they got to, because the game technically is not being played that day, now they got to switch their focus and it's pretty much two days that's, to get to Kansas City? That's the it's, thing. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's the well, point. yeah, that's, but that that's it, the because they're cutting it very close here. You're talking about, like you're, you're saying, I mean, less than 48, 24 hours between. And I mean, like, for instance, the Eagle, I mean, I'm watching Doug Peterson's press conference today and he's talking as if, you know, they, they understand like it's almost inevitable. They are going to be directly affected by this at some point. I mean, we we made it through pretty cleanly those first two, three weeks. Um, but now, I mean, geez, what one one little slip up, one big slip up, I guess, in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it seems I mean, the way it's been going, it seems pretty. Uh, likely that at some point we're going to have some kind of postponed week. And it just seems like it's not just a slip up. It, then it's just negligence on the part of the Tennessee Titans. Or, or Again, defiance. investigation's ongoing, but it doesn't look good for them. Right. And it's just um, it's just not a good look. And as you mentioned, right, I, the league is going to have to, whatever the contingency plans is, whether it's a week 18 or as Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk has often suggested as, you know, almost that on an everyday basis, is just have every team and their local city go from facility to a local hotel, and that's the only places that they go to. Not necessarily a full-on bubble like the NBA and NHL did, but more of a hard local bubble that limits the players from going home and leaving and, and do, have basically having that kind of freedom. They still, for you know, once they leave the facility, they, in theory, could do whatever they want, um, which, again, you know, most guys – you know, most of the veteran guys and the guys that, you know, are trying to, you know, they yeah, they don't play, they don't get paid. So they understand the importance of making sure they're doing what they're supposed to. And so most guys do go to practice, go home and don't, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger came out and said they're homeschooling their kids, no visitors in the house. So there's there's definitely probably a large portion of the NFL players that are doing that. But again, as you mentioned, all it takes is, as Dr. Alan Sill said, it's a small crack. It only takes one person to kind of mess well, up. Well, I'll tell you what, at least um, – uh... But, uh, you know, if the Titans were being – if they find that they were being defiant, I mean, they deserve the penalty anyway. But let's say the Titans, you know, they're all upset because they got a loss. They, I'll tell you what, if you watch the, the Titans' first three games, I mean, my goodness, they barely deserve those three wins. I mean, the Vikings could have easily taken – like, they're not, uh, you know, they're not the uh, Kansas City Chiefs undefeated right now. So, not that that – you know, the NFL has to de- determine this, uh, you know, rightfully, whether they did something wrong. But I'm um, – I'm here to say, look, the Titans don't uh, – they haven't been dominant this year. They can afford a loss here. So, and, and yeah, like I said, still lots to be unraveled there with that. We'll, and we'll obviously all keep an eye on it. And I'm sure Cody will have an, a great piece or and some in, in, you know some information for us at CBS Sports when, everything, when something breaks. So we'll be on the lookout for that. But let's <laughs> really transition into the game. Obviously, we've highlighted some of the points now. Um on, you know, really w- w- from the Philadelphia perspective, I think Vince and I can kind of quickly kind of give our perspective on the Steelers and then we'll can come together. And, and Cody, if you have questions. Um, yeah, we got to start arguing in this segment. I right. Mean, it's been far too civil. I know. And listen, I was expecting a lot of back and forth banter that throughout the week off, you know, off air with you and, you know, you and Vince. But like, like you said, pretty quiet. So I'm expecting some fireworks. Um, but uh, Vince, you know, you and I have been speaking right, obviously. Um, a little both, bit. Right. And I, aside from the fact that the Steelers had their bye, you know, yes, that, that's here nor, neither here nor there. The fact is they've got a Philadelphia Eagles team that's got to be feeling a little bit better than themselves than they were maybe 10, 14 days ago. Right. So um, Carson Wentz is a guy that I that I that I like, you know, regardless of any of the naysayers and uh, might say and maybe the Philadelphia area. But I think he's a guy that, as Cody was mentioning, seems to play better when things are a little bit hectic um, and seems to play better with guys that you've never heard of, which that's tell that speaks to his ability to lift other people around him and make them better. Right. So, sure. Um, and then, you know, so from that standpoint, regardless of who's playing receiver, I respect, I respect their offense just because of Carson Wentz and the playmaking ability that he has, you know, he's a guy that will hold on to the ball that I'm sure drives Eagles fans nuts, but we're used to it here in Pittsburgh. Um, and he's going to try to make every play. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But that's just the story that you die on, right? Um, and defensively for me, as I mentioned earlier, 17 sacks um, for the Eagles so far through the first four games. Um, definitely is something you got to be mindful of. You know, the Steelers have, a, you know, have been solid from a pass protection standpoint. Um, 
this year. And I think that the, 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 the area that the Steelers can really attack the Eagles outside of Darius Slay is their linebackers in the inside. And as, as Cody mentioned, anybody else other than Darius Slay, I think can be had in that secondary. Um, but I, I really feel like the tight ends, um, Juju in the slot, maybe if they get McFarlane out of the backfield and getting them on, line, on those linebackers, I think those guys can be had on pretty much any any that's it's almost a mismatch any no matter who's all, out there all day long yeah yeah i can't i be, i can't argue that on that one i mean i think that i don't know how much uh eric ebron has been getting targets over the middle but if you're yeah even if you're just throwing juju in the slot i mean Craven leblanc has been has been fine as the as the slot corner but I mean, any time they can get a, a matchup with the linebacker i think that's advantage Steelers. Vince, where do you think the Steelers? What do you? What do you? What do the Steelers need to be mindful of as they head in this game? They're obviously, I think the line is right now seven and a half, um, mm-hmm. which I think is a little much. I get it, but I think it's a little much. But where do you think the Steelers need to? I, I, we we obviously know, we know the obvious, right? Don't turn the ball over. Don't make silly. That's what I was going to lead with. So right. I mean, so I mean, is that where you're at with this game? If the Steelers don't make mistakes, turn the ball over, they should win this game easily. No disrespect to Cody or the Eagles, but it's, yes, like you know, this is it's one of those things where if you are if we're, if you stay on schedule, if you're the Steelers and you score twenty eight points, I think twenty six twenty eight points is going to be the uh, the magic number for the Steelers this year. And you don't turn the ball over, there's no w- worldly reason that they should lose the football game. I mean, yeah, they're going to allow some sacks because the, the defense has an exceptional line. I'm sure Javon Hargrave is going to play inspired, for lack of a better term, you know, just because you're going against your old team and I. That's not, you know, not a problem. Um, but, you know, they just have their opportunity to score. And, you know, some people, I think I said this last week or last time, were a little bit critical of the Steelers for not putting up more points. Like I said, they got down in the red zone twice, but then the game was over, so they kneeled it. And I don't care how many points they score, just, you know, win the game. You know, I don't need to see the ball back in Carson or Deshaun Watson's hands more than it needs to be, you know, because Carson uh, is a very capable quarterback. The, the but, state know, of the Eagles offense right now, I just, I really do believe, like, uh, 24, 24 points could be your match. I mean, you don't really need that much in this game. I mean, to be honest, I mean, the, the way the Eagles won at the That's- end of last year, the way this offense works, like I said, this is not a, unless barring some dramatic, you know, explosion, this is not the Eagles of 2017 where they're, they're, they're just due for 30 points. Um, this is, like I said, if the Eagles can win, I think it will be ugly again, kind of like San Francisco. And so the Steelers can, can hit 24, 26, 27 points, they're, I think they're in very good position. And, you know, at the same time, I think I said this to Mitch, like, I'm, I'm glad you guys won because I don't feel like, while it, the NFC East is not in a good state of affairs, I don't feel in Philadelphia right now that it's desperate. Like, yeah. I don't feel like, you know, you guys need to win. Like, you guys might be able to lose 10 games and still win the division. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's looking around and everybody in their division won last week. You know, Cleveland's three and one. Baltimore's three and one. They're like, we got to keep rolling. You know, we, we still have to play those guys yet twice, obviously. But you know, I think honestly, I think the pressure is more on Pittsburgh right now because a they're expected to win the game, and b like they literally have to keep up with the Joneses in the AFC North. I can't. You guys aren't giving me anything to disagree with you with. Um, you We're have, sensible. The, I, the I Eagles. This game makes too much sense. Um, so the Eagles play the Steelers, then they play the Ravens. Those are two really tough games, but the, the, the important part, what you're saying, though, immediately after those games, they play the Giants, the Cowboys, the Giants. Right now, because of the NFC East, those are the games that matter. Yes. They could lose to the Steelers. They could lose to the Ravens. They could be, at that point, they would be 1-4-1, and four and one, I believe. Um, that's not good, but if you beat the Giants, uh, you know, you beat Twice. the Cowboys, uh, yeah. or even split with the Cowboys, so you're still not in a bad position. I think you're absolutely right. Would they like to beat the Steelers? I mean, heck yes, but um, I don't think that uh, you're absolutely right because the division is so bad. This is not like they're going into Pittsburgh like they went into San Francisco even, feeling like we, we got to get this. And let me go ahead. Please. And typically, you know, we, we're, we're familiar with each other's teams, obviously, because we're friends and, you know, it's, it's a close regional thing to Pittsburgh. But, like, if historically, you know, as far as I can remember when I'm watching these games, the Steelers get the crap kicked out of them in Philadelphia, and then they go beat them, and sometimes beat them, you know, significantly in 
Pittsburgh. Like, that's just the way it goes. Like, whoever the home team is, they tend to have the upper hand. And, like, I think it's gone that way for, like, the last 16 years, if I can remember correctly. Well, what so, I'm, well I'll, 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 run them, I'll run them down with you. 2016, the Eagles smacked the Steelers, I don't know, like 30-something to three. 2012, the Steelers won by two. Yeah. 2008, the Steel, uh, Eagles had more sacks than we had points. 2004, the Steelers uh, really put it all, yeah, put it on the Eagles in that game. Um, and I, I don't know the game before that, and two that have been 2000, I think. Yeah. The weird thing is, it seemed like, um, at least, and that's only a couple of games, but it seemed like the team that ended up being better didn't because, like in 04, Eagles ended up going to the Super Bowl, and the yep. Steelers were one of the few teams that really smacked them around. Um, in 08. Both times, it was almost all PA Super Bowl. Both of those times, yes. The Steelers lost in the in the AFC Championship game, while the Eagles beat the Falcons, and then in 08, the Steelers beat the Ravens, and you guys lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. In the AFC 2012 Championship was different. Eagles weren't that; they were bad. Um, 2012 wasn't great year for us. 2016, uh, Carson Wentz. That was like he was just coming onto the that was scene. Rookie year. But then the yeah. Eagles kind of fizzled out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, but again, I mean, you talk about the sacks, and so, I mean, I, I just keep coming back to, um, like, for the Eagles to win this game, I think they, and that's a very tall task to go into Pittsburgh and and top what T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree and those guys are going to do. But and the fifty five hundred fans don't forget. Right. I, no, no, no. I I definitely think that's a factor. Um, but I think if the, the Eagles' best chance at winning this game is that. They the the defensive line leads them again. I mean, I don't think they necessarily need the exact production they had against the Niners. But you talk about, like, if you can keep the ball in the Steelers' hands, that's a key. I don't necessarily see an Eagles turnover coming from, if they're going to get one, I don't see it coming from, like, a deep shot interception. I see it more like if the defensive line can get in Big Ben's face, I can see some kind of a strip sack, some kind of something there in the pocket. Um, I think that's their best shot at taking the ball. Don't hit his elbow. I've definitely – I've definitely got a comment that might stir it up. I don't know. I'll see how you react to this. The thing about this game for me, right, is a couple things that we've already talked about. The Eagles' defensive line is certainly their strength, maybe of their entire team. But the offensive line of the Steelers is so much better than the Eagles' offensive line that I think the fact that the Steelers' pass rush that is their strength is such a more of an advantage than the Eagles defensive line against the Steelers offensive line that I'm not sure how Carson survives this game if he continues to hold on to the ball. I understand, you know, Mylotta has played, you know, pretty well. He's a reclamate, you know, kind of a raw prospect. And obviously Lane Johnson's still there, regardless if he's banged up mm-hmm. or not. Like you said, he's still uh, Lane Johnson. I don't know how they block this Steelers defense. How, I just don't. How do the Steelers do against, and maybe they haven't faced a lot this year, but like design quarterback runs, option, that kind of stuff? Um, well, I they, I think, I think Deshaun Watson only had one carry. Okay. So it wasn't really a factor. Um, um, it's not really been a factor. No. Okay. Um, you played Driscoll and, you know, friggin' Daniel Jones. So, right. Well, I wouldn't, I, 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 it seems like now they played the, the Steelers played a lot of zone coverage against the Texans because of that aspect of Deshaun Watson's game, because they do not want to play man to man all the time with their backs turned to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They want more eyes on the quarterback to make sure that if he does take off, they can limit the damage. So, and again, you know, Deshaun Watson, as we talked about it off air, I think, you know, is it, is it fair to say that Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz are kind of in that same category of kind of like definitely high ceiling superstars. And even Carson Wentz was there at one point when he was, should have been the MVP in 2017, had he not got hurt. Um, And Deshaun Watson, again, you know, I'm interested to see how he, rec- you know, respond to Sean is after Bill O'Brien, which I think he was a terrible coach as it is. Um, but my point is, you know, he's in that similar um, category for me personally. So I think that he's mobile. The Steelers definitely. That's, yeah, that's a great point by you, Cody, that they've got to be mindful of that. Cause I think that's definitely an aspect of his game that, you know, he well, saw him, you know, run for a touchdown in last, last week. Two but I weeks, think he's that- had, I believe this is, his highest two game rushing yardage output of his career. And so they've gotten him on the move um, and, and probably by necessity, but yeah. I, I... The, the thing is, I think the, and I know the, they've got some fast linebackers in, 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 in San Francisco, um, the Bengals, eh, but the Steelers defense is fast at almost it every is. level. Yeah. Um, so if that's, that's what that, my point of saying that is, like I said, I understand the defensive line of the Eagles is certainly their strength. They've got seven or eight guys that they're going to rotate. But the Steelers' offensive line, 
is, yeah, you know, it's not what it once was, but it's very solid still. And I think that that is a, it's going to be huge for the Steelers, and they'll and they'll try to, you know, un, you know, Vince is not the not a fan of Randy Feetner, but him, Matt, Matt Canada will, you know, try to keep the Eagles' defensive line off, you know, off balance. But I just like I said, I think just based on those two strengths of each team, I think the Steelers, quote unquote, um, unit going against the Eagles' strength is stronger than the Eagles off of the line going against the yeah, Patriots. And this is why we have a problem with uh, we can't have a debate because I, I'm telling he you, agrees. this game is uh, this game is on paper. The Steelers absolutely should win this game. I mean, we also haven't even mentioned they're coming off the unexpected week of rest. Um, you know, the Steelers are coming in with an extra week here. Um, that doesn't I, mean anything. Okay, throw it out. I still think that on paper – and you talk about um, the Steelers had the better offensive line to counter the defensive line. They also just have better weapons right now. I mean, if you look at, you know, how to t- take the running, make it a. Well, I will. I will. I will. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Vince just said it doesn't matter. I will say I will agree with that point, but it did give a guy like Deontay Johnson an extra week to come off the protocol, which I think certainly having Deontay Johnson changes the thing. That's why. That's why I mentioned about Slay following Johnson. I think. He's commanding the number one corner. So I, from that standpoint of having an extra week, I think that did help. You never know with the protocol if this game was play, – uh, well, you know, it would have been played regardless. But still, yeah. you know, that's just another week um, for Deontay to get himself healthy and not worry about anything well, like that. I want to know then, because we agree so much here, like the, I mean, I think we, we're all in agreement that it would be uh, – for Philadelphia, it would be quite a pleasant surprise if they came out of this game. With a win, so I want to know. I know you touched on kind of what scares you, but I want to know. I mean, Vince, you alluded a little bit to like the Daniel Jones thing, the uh, these bad kind of players making plays. I mean, wh- tell me why uh, on Sunday when we tune in, this could just go horribly wrong for the Steelers. Two and, ways. Yeah, go. tell me. Yeah, like they just start turning. Ben just makes stupid decisions, or there's been a fumbling problem. Okay, with Benny Snell, all right, if he gets a couple of carries and he decides to not hold on to the ball anymore, um, Deontay Johnson has had a fumbling problem. All right, they got lucky against Denver because of this whole uh, – I think the first play was a reverse to Deontay Johnson. He fumbled it. Deontay Johnson has fumbled punt returns before. So the Steelers have been putting the ball on the ground, and they got away with it a couple times. Um, but they, you know, they got penalized. Right? They got, you know, against the Giants, but they held them to a field goal. And then on the back end, you know – uh, if somebody decides to slip behind the secondary and there's a miscommunication with Terrell Edmonds or, um, you know, Mike Hilton or somebody, and Steven Nelson hasn't played that well, I would definitely go after Steven Nelson before I went after Joe Hayden. Um, if you got somebody quick that can kind of, you know, that, you know, that can get in and out of routes, I would line him up against Joe Hayden uh, first. Um, over the top, I think it's hard to attack the Steelers over the top, to be honest, with Minka back there. But, you know, if Minka gets out of position, but that's where he's been playing. So I really don't see that happening. Um, yeah. And I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball against them unless they – but, you know, early in the Denver game, you know, Mike Munchak used to, obviously used to coach the Steelers, and, you know, he had a scheme working up against their D-line, and they were getting 8, 10, 12 yards at the time. The Broncos were with Melvin Gordon, who was frankly not that good. So I could see, you know, Miles Sanders, that, that could be a way. I mean, that's the way that these things happen. And if there's any challengeable play, the Steelers are going to lose it. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's clear and obvious. Mike okay. Collins, there's that flag. Just forget about it. Just might as well take your time out now. Even even the, what Vince was talking about with the secondary. Again, total no disrespect. There is not an Eagles receiver that I fear, and I don't think that's a statement that you're going to disagree with, Cody. <laughs> well, that's something that's going to happen. Um, the only thing I can see is like Cody was saying. Um, I'm sorry, like Vince was saying, was that Gertz. However, because of the lack of availability of their receivers. It would not surprise me if they do not let one of their linebackers on Ertz and they put Joe Hayden uh, on him. Or maybe they swing down and put Terrell Edmonds. Or maybe they swing down and put Minka on him. Just to, they're, they're on possession downs, they're going to put their best Tell me, does that, does that change here. if, um, again, Deshaun Jackson's availability has been, I mean, well, he's been practicing, practicing he, yeah, but I'm saying. he's been limited all week. He's been limited, right, all week. Uh, we're still waiting for today, but I, I think that um, – I know Alshon's been declared out, yeah. not because of his injury, but also because of his illness. That yeah, he's I just with. mean, does that change anything? Even though, you know, who knows if he makes it through the game, but even as a decoy, a guy that, that can take you deep, um, does that change that at all? Does that take people off? 
No, I well, in terms of red zone and third down, they're going to put their best cover guy on Zach Ertz. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to allow Ertz uh, to get a favorable matchup on those type of possession downs and red zone opportunities. It's not going to happen. Yeah, this is, um, I, I think I this is either going to be a very ugly game or the Steelers are going to win pretty handily. That's. I don't know if they're going to win pretty handily. The Steelers rarely will do that. I mean, for God's sakes, like we were talking about earlier, they're up 17-3 to three at halftime against Jeff Driscoll and the Broncos, and they had to sweat that one out. It's never pretty. True. Um, it's never one of those things where it's, it's you know, everything is lined up for that. Um, and I, we, I, we, Vince and I will tell you, we hate it when it's like that. We don't want it to be where it's just almost clear well, as day. You almost well, want that, at sometimes. That point, you well, sometimes. You could mind. take one or two of those every year. Exactly. I don't mind giving my heart a break at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when I don't have to worry about anything. Okay? I mean... No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it doesn't make me feel good going into a game when I know that everything is lined up for the Steelers to win the game and not only win the game, but win it pretty handily. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, oh. But again, to Vince's point, right, turnovers. If, if Ben had the 2017 first game oh. against Jacksonville, uh, throwing fire. I don't think that's that, that's something that right. That's the thing. That, that's something like that um, that could happen. But you know, that's the thing. If if every if all, everything is equal, I just don't see how the Eagles score more than ten. Okay, points well they're the gonna Steelers. score more than ten. And I'll give my I'll give, I'll give my score. I'll, uh, give my, I'll tell you, Jalen. I'll give. I'll I bet Jalen Hurts throws his first uh, NFL pass against the Steelers. Now he's come in for I think it's. And we haven't even talked about that aspect. That's definitely something that this, the Eagles, uh, the Steelers, have got yeah, to prepare for. Yeah, I mean, we're talking fine. about you know some kind of. I mean, they they've been. I, mean, I get it. It's not, it's, it's not. It's a small sample well, the size. Is, you don't want them to turn the into Taysom Hill. Here, like if the Steelers brought all right, let's say the Steelers had Jalen Hurts. They bring him out, and you bring Juju in motion, first and of all, you got. First of all, if all they right, did that, I'm just I'd giving be you an example here why this is different. I mean, you got Juju coming across. You got Deontay Johnson in motion. The Eagles are sending Greg Ward and a third string running back that you've never heard of in motion. <laughs> and that's why the, I mean, Jalen Hurts has been fine in the very, very limited snaps, but it's not something you got to be worried about. I'm just saying they're going to have to be creative, uh, I think, at times in this game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. They haven't let him throw an actual pass yet. They tried to double pass last week. It didn't work out. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. The best chance that the Eagles have to win this I, game is if Carson Wentz gets hurt early and Jalen. Has to uh, play now, the see, game. now, now I know you're trying to do something. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Uh, oh, you're being dead serious. Oh, I because of the uncertainty. Yes. As soon as you like the Steelers, I think do an excellent job, like with one quarterback. And like the minute that, like they, like if it was Joe Flacco or Joe Flacco, like he's gonna sit in the pocket, he's gonna do this, this, and this. Like the minute they get somebody in there that they haven't prepared for, it's like they, you know, kind well, of. How about this? How about Doug? Because they know. Uh, look, the the real schedule starts in two weeks against the NFC East. How about a kickoff? Um, all right, Eagles get the kickoff, and out comes Jalen Hurts. He's starting the game. Then Carson I, gets a week of rest. Everybody in Pittsburgh is holding their collective breath. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it is. He gets I a mean, rest against this big pass rush. We we get to work out the the you know young receivers. It sounds like a good game plan, Vince. But I, I I don't think you can't. Well, I I I I I see Vince's point. I don't know if that holds true with a rookie quarterback that comes uh, Jeff, off the bench. Jeffy Drisk? Driscoll wasn't Jeffy a rookie. Drisk Jeff Driscoll was. He, I know, he, but he's he wasn't a rookie. Jeff he started against the Steelers. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying him. he's good either. I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying he had a little bit more. This guy, Jalen Hurts, is a second round pick um, out of Oklahoma. Well, played in Alabama, he's then in out of Oklahoma, football. who played in that kind of up tempo, right? That kind of, you know. That offense, that, that's just not going to work. To me, he, he'd be a deer in headlights, but I yeah. get Vince's point. So, so the, right. thing, the thing you have to do is um, that Carson has to start, all right? And Carson goes, three, you know, three and out or a short drive, and the Steelers' confidence is that. A little he, light injury, enough to pull him out. He's yep. fine for, for next week, and but you at, go. At 8.42 in the first quarter, okay, after the Steelers went down and scored a field goal because you know they're not scoring a touchdown in their opening possession. All right, Jalen Hurts comes in, and then it's advantage Eagles. How about Greg Ward, former quarterback? Do it. Or <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate Sofield. You got I think uh, Late, Lane Johnson used to be a quarterback, Nate too. Sofield. How about that? Big, well, no, you need big old 65 under in the shotgun. You need him to block. All right. 
I'm going to give my prediction first, and then we'll go to Cody, and then we'll okay. wrap up events. Uh, I'm going 24-10. Wow, that's a big – that's a, that's a big this defensive the showing guy. there. This is the same guy that said, I don't think the line should be a seven. Yeah, well, then you give him a 14-point well, I don't. I'm just telling you. I, I understand that, but I'm just saying I think it's going to be close throughout the whole game, and then again, they'll pull away at the end. Let me what see. A, you were talking good to this guy. This guy. Let me see what the Steelers so they scored 26 on the Giants. They started well, it's 26, slow. 26 again, 26 wow, again, got a sweet and 28. spot there, right? I, that's um, what I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't, like I said, I don't even think they need that. Oh man. You know, I wouldn't. Uh, it, it wouldn't stun me for the Eagles' upset, but the way we've been talking this whole game, I mean, it just—it really does line up. And I know that that's not necessarily what you want to hear, but it really does line up for. This is just. Um, this is a tough matchup for the Eagles. Um, uh, what was your final score? Twenty-four. Twenty-four ten. Mm. Yeah. I would lean towards something like. I'm gonna copy your twenty-four. Let's go. I'm gonna go with uh, give me give me twenty-six, seventeen. What's the spread? What 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 do I do with what's the spread there? I'm saying and and then that's cover. coming on like a late. Uh, you know, it is close for a while, and then that they, they kind of uh, I don't know last drive get something. All right, that's yeah. my point. I, I I could totally see it being a seventeen ten game or thirteen ten game going. Into Tell the me if quarter. if the I Eagles were guess. to win, what would be the score? The Eagles were to win, it would be like no, it'd be, it'd be like yeah, it'd be like twenty-one like to twenty. Okay. Yeah. So you have twenty-six seventeen. The Steelers winning. Yeah, I don't really love that. Yeah, I don't love it either. Um, <laughs> no, well, pick the no, Eagles. Not, pick the I don't Eagles. like the score. It's that. I can't. I can't. I don't like the score. I don't like the way it sounds. Um. Uh, but I'm taking the. I have to. I have to take the Steelers in this. It just makes too much sense. It really does. I have 30-20 Steelers. I like that. It's nice and clean. Double zeros. Yeah. Like, you know, I can see the, you know, kicking a couple field goals, you know, early and then maybe scoring a touch. Like, there's going to be a gas. Like, I don't, like, I know that you don't have a lot of faith in your wide receivers, but they, the Steelers are going to do something stupid. Like, no, I, one... I do think I really, like, I could really see a strip sack. I mean, one of those guys, maybe it's your boy Hargrave. I mean, I, I think it's more likely Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett, Jannard Avery, I'm not sure, you know, former Browns pass rushing prospect. Uh, he looked really good against the Niners. Somebody coming in, Ben's unaware. He maybe he's moving around and gets gets the ball swatted right down. Um, see, I don't, I don't see that. I see like Carson takes a shot deep. You know, Joe. Well, you're Hayden, saying big play for the off. He, the yeah, offense. I'm saying, you know, Joe Hayden pulls him or you know tugs on something next. You know, it's a 50 yard freaking penalty. You know, they're down yeah. the 10 next. You know, tight end. You know, urge touchdown, boom, the game's close. You're like, son of a gun. You know, actually, I won't be saying that word, but I'll be saying something else. Yeah, um, yeah be careful. I know. No. Um, yeah, but it's um, – I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be it, – it's obviously a, a much bigger test for the Eagles than against the banged-up Niners team. But, again, yeah. they were on the road in San Francisco too. Yeah. You know how to get Cody – just like, who's a better coach, uh, Doug Peterson or Sean McVay? I don't get into this now okay. because we're getting fired up. All right, let's go. All right, you know, but but you know, and then we got people trotting that argument back out after the Rams walked all over him. Like, like I I, I will say, like Doug Peterson, like I said, off to the worst start of his career um, before the Niners game. I'm not like I mean, th- that was. Frank's boy, not denying it. it. I'm saying you're not denying that. You're just saying that, you know, you think Peterson's a yeah, Super I mean, Bowl coming into this season, that's when we were having this discussion, like the rank the coaches. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, mean, think, I, you I know, would say no I think McVay is McVay. good. And I understand McVay. I understand. No way. No way. I, I'm sorry. Although, I would be very I, I, intrigued to see what Sean McVay would be doing with. Like I said, now, again, coming into this season, you know, I, I had seen at the end of last year, the Eagles kind of turned it on with nobody's catching the ball. But coming into the season, I had Doug Peterson. I do think uh, he's lost a little creativity, a little bit of aggressiveness uh, every year, a little more since the Super Bowl. 
he misses he misses he misses Frankie yeah. Brick. Yeah, he's and he's stuck with old Phil. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness. That's Vince's favorite. But um but th- again, Cody, we are very, very grateful for you to spend some time with us to kind of give us a little bit of perspective on the Philadelphia Eagles. Happens you got any other yeah, you got any hot you know, topics um, before we got I mean I, I really wanted to like I came in here. Yeah, let's debate. I, I did a couple like I did a right, couple you, of jumping jacks you, you, beforehand. I mean I got a question. Okay. And, and we've talked about this before. All right, so next year, as we know, we, we kind of lost sight of this. The NFL adds a game. All right? We add 17 oh, yeah. games, all right? So, you know, week five next year, you know, we're in week five this year. Steelers and Eagles are playing in Happy Valley. All right? Are, are we interested? And that's, it's the yearly thing. You know, it's got to be outside of the, of the division. Vince, I agree. I agree that that's a great that's a great idea and a great thing. That's not going to get uh, Cody fired well, up. That's a I'm different question. He wants to get I was just juice. trying to give some spec, you know. Some yes, I and again, you're giving me. I think that's. I think, me I think that's an excellent yeah, idea. I, I, of course, I agree with that. I mean, think Donovan McNabb was the worst Eagles quarterback. Okay, go. I, I mean, that, that's what you know. That's <laughs> you, what just, you just have to say. <laughs> yeah. You just have to say ridiculous things. Um, yeah, what could we? Um, could you make a case that? When Carson Wentz is finished playing with the Eagles, that Donovan McNabb will, will be the better quarterback? Well, he – actually, yes, you can make the argument because I was going to say about the Super Bowl, but technically like, – That's argue, the thing. Right? Yeah, that's if the he, thing. If, if Carson goes back to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, then it's done. It's over. Absolutely. I think it's so. I think it's so unfair. My I'm guy with you though. ACL I'm with you. I understand. And played a few. But but this isn't. This that's is not precisely fair. the kind of thing that would happen to the Philadelphia Eagles fan base. I mean, think about this is a the, <laughs> like true. a fan base. Like think of of the circumstances. Like for years and years and years, you're waiting have, for have, Donovan have, to do it. You're the, waiting for Andy to have, do it, and then Nikki Foles comes in and does it, and then they're not even. But uh, just think have, about that. Have, I'm, have, I'm saying. Have, think, have, think, <laughs> Has the fan base soured? Has the fan base soured on Donovan because of his I, I off mean, the wall comments? I mean, a faction of them. I'm sure. Like, I'm only reading what's on social media. Like, yeah. nobody's like happy Redskins. with. Nobody's happy with, uh, you know, everything that Donovan's done off the field. But on the field, when he was here, I mean, I I still believe like. I got booed yes, the first time. It's, it's the same thing. It's becoming That's a tradition. The, it's becoming a cliche, like as much as the the snowball and Santa thing. I mean, like, yeah, we know they booed Donovan. Like, he was still. Uh, I mean, that's old news. You know, I mean, should they have kept? Well, you know, can you make the argument right now? Should they have kept? Uh, Andy, is that know? what you're gonna say? No, Nick Foles. Um, I think so. So after the Super Bowl, and this is why it was so weird. That, like, if you're an Eagles fan waiting your whole life for this to happen, and then the guy who wins it for you, you're not even upset that he leaves. I'm speaking for most Eagles fans. I mean, you're always going to have the Facebook, like, the trolls who come out, you know, uh, that, that just we're, we're always advocating for Wentz yeah. to leave. But um, it was so weird that, like, the guy who finally does it for you, you're completely okay that he leaves. He can go down to Jacksonville. Like, we don't care because Carson Wentz was that good at that time. Like, he was sure. – he was young. He was ascending. He was an MVP. Does that, but that's the thing. I don't know if anybody remember how great Carson was in 2017. I don't really think, remember. Things changed Does anybody fast really understand in the NFL. How great he was? Dimitri, I mean, think about like Derek Carr. There was a year where Derek Carr, I think, hit like 30-some touchdowns. He was the MVP in 2016. Exactly. I mean, he was the MVP I mean, before I'm he broke sure, his leg. I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure there's a few Raiders fans out there that are like, doesn't anyone remember like our boy Derek Carr was tearing it up? Uh, and then who came in? Matt McGloin? Penn State product. Oh, Con- yeah. All right. Uh, Connor yeah, Cook. Connor Cook, Anyway, too. things change fast. I Both mean, this is thing. a – we know this. Like, uh, what have you done for me lately in the NFL? And so, lately, Carson Wentz right, from, for not since so the Super Bowl has, has hovered between good and great. And he's had some, some clunkers in there, especially this year. So, you ideally, you're, you want your quarterback to continue, to at least, like – Stay near that level, not decrease. So, let me tell you something. Carson Wentz had a solid team around him in 2017. Since then, your skill yeah, position so has deteriorated, more... and he still yeah, he I, still I think... kept you competitive. 
But that's, but, but the thing no, about we're not. We're, no, we're not. We're going. No, we won't. Shut he that also up until yeah, he got please. PO. No, I'm, I was, I was just this. saying Donovan too, though. A lot of his career, he didn't he, he, he didn't have great reps I, I, either until he got TO. So all Eagles quarterbacks seem to be able to perform with subpar okay, parts uh, on the outside. About, since we're talking about Carson Wentz, not Donovan McNabb. All right. In excluding his rookie year, which I think is fair to remove any quarterback from. All right. In 17, 18, and 19, he only threw seven interceptions each year. Right. Yeah. And he threw 27, 21, and 33 receptions touchdowns if we're going backwards this year he's already thrown seven interceptions yeah and four yeah. touchdowns yep so, now i i would say you could you could take uh well last week was a great diving play by a niners player so it was i don't blame that one too much on him i think you could make a case that maybe one of the other ones was because like you could argue <laughs> rager or hightower these are rookie guys who didn't come back to the ball as well as they could have but the point stands i mean he like I said, I mean, before the Niners game, which wasn't perfect still, um, that was ugly for a lot of it. Um, before that, yes, easily the worst stretch of his career. That's in entering year five. Um, force and throws, you know, no chemistry. Um, yeah, not pretty. And, and, and the one thing he's always done well is take care of the football through the year. And so that's even when that breaks down, you're concerned. Although uh, last few weeks, he's done better on the ground holding on to it. There's this bogus narrative that, like, every time Carson struggles with something, it's like, oh, Carson Wentz is not a good leader in the locker room. Like, what? what is and they, I swear to goodness, it's like some newspaper in Philly just dusts this off every time Carson Wentz doesn't do well. I'm surprised I haven't heard it yet. You know, like, oh, Carson Wentz isn't the locker room, you know, isn't the leader he's supposed to be. And honestly, I've heard similar parallels, you know, and justifiably so for Ben, because Ben was an a-hole, you know, his first couple years. Um as yeah. a Steelers quarterback, but you know, Carson is not that type. Of, he is not a Ben Offer in that in personality type. I will say that. Okay, well, well, we don't know that. We saw, and I know, I just talked. You just talked about it, but you know, Josina Anderson seems to have a relationship. I know that gets Frank riled up. Uh, Josina Anderson's got a relationship with Alshon, who basically is insinuating that Alshon was the one that. Yeah, was I mean, if we don't have to go too far into this, but my my thing is, um, I think. I mean, you've talked to him, Cody. You've been, you've been his uh, founder. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, what, I mean, A1, I, what are you talking about? Carson's uh, character? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a questionable thing. I don't think it's a question. The, the, prob- the only the thing I would say is, and Carson has, has said this publicly after, uh, this is probably a year or two ago, after these reports were coming out. He said, uh, you know, whether or not there was a problem, he said he acted like there was. And he said, I probably have been too much of a type A leader. I could afford to like be closer to some teammates. Like he took accountability uh, for a, a problem that I think was overblown to begin with. And so um, I think there's no question. I mean, you can look at countless guys who've stood up for his, I mean, he's a, you're not going to find a guy who's uh, more humble. I mean, more, more of a servant leader kind of a character. I just think, uh, whenever you have like the situation the Eagles did with the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say whether or not Alshon Jeffrey was the guy who did it, but I mean, just look at the circumstances of this guy, Nick Foles came in and Alshon had one of the best stretches of his career. They won the Super Bowl. It's going to be, it's natural that some guys in the locker room are going to start to wonder like maybe Nick Foles, like those few games we had and like Nick Foles, another guy who was never going to throw anyone under the bus. Like you couldn't find, two more character, like high character quarterbacks. And yet that's natural. Like there's always going to be somebody poking, you know, maybe Carson is really isn't the leader. Cause look what Nick did. Um, you know, it's, it's well, kind of unfortunate. Like, I don't think there was going to be a Wally pit there because as Demetrius said, there was going to be, he was at an end, the MVP, you know, it's not like he was, you know, some scrub that got, you know, benched and then, you know, Nick Foles came. I mean, Carson once was lighting it up. And then, you know, I understand that Alshon might have had a better, you know. And you made a great point, Vince, when we were talking off air about Nick Foles. Like, the thing is, and the Eagles probably took this into consideration a a little bit. Um, Maybe not the Eagles, but, uh, you know, Nick Foles has had streaky success. Very high highs, very low lows. Um, But most of those highs came in Philadelphia. And so... um, He was 27-2? and Yeah, but when you're making the argument of, like, when you're the Eagles, 
Carson Wentz pretty much got you to the point you could be in contention for the Super Bowl. Nick Foles finished the job. Nick Foles was older, far more streaky, uh, far less physically gifted. You know, the Eagles had just a year before traded up so much to draft Carson Wentz. I mean, the choice was, frankly, I mean, it was a no-brainer. And I still Mm -hmm. think, looking at this point, what Nick Foles said, like, has he had a great situation in Jacksonville? Not really. Uh, You know, Chicago, a little better. Um, I still think you would, you know, that's the right call. They made the right call. I'm on the question. I couldn't. I mean, Tom I agree. Brady, the funniest person ahead. in the NFL. You know this. All right. Now I'm usually one to. I really am. I'm usually one to defend Side Tom Brady, Brady because the general consensus is everyone hates him. He won so many. He cheated. He oh, did. I hate him. No, I. That's fine, Vince. Now listen to me here. I'm gonna finish. I usually defend him because. That that's what I'm going for. My guy didn't listen. even shake Nick Foles' hands. I'm I'm oh I'm like 95% on Brady's side because I respect like you, you just don't do it for this long by accident. Sure. But the idea that like all right, th- did you see the cameras with Nick Foles? Like he he went out there. I think looking the poor guy. Yeah, the he was looking guy, for him like like, like a lost you dog. You don't find like we just talked about a a more selfless quarterback. Like he didn't even have that great of a like. His defense did the job. He's just going looking to shake hands like every other quarterback does. And I heard another – listen to another Eagles podcast today where they were kind of poking fun at this and said, it'd be one thing if Tom Brady, like, never went and shook anyone's hands. You know, like, this is just the thing he does. Mm-hmm. But it's only when he, like, loses. And and Nick Foles, the poor guy, didn't even get a handshake at the Super Bowl. That All right, maybe you got lost in the crowd. Maybe No, yeah. it's inexcusable. It's no, inexcusable. no, no. I know, but, but after no, this game, we're talking no. about – a Thursday night game. Yeah. This is ridiculous. That, that is, is just an so absurd. And the other thing is, and again, I would defend Tom Brady. Like, you got to be hard on your offensive line for making the stupid penalties. But then you, you can't even, you know, the guy who forgot it was fourth down, but then you don't have the the common courtesy to just go shake a guy's hand. You know what I'm saying? It's no. like, poor Nick. I actually, I legitimately felt bad, like, looking at the replay of, like, the, the clip of Nick Foles. He's like standing there with a coach, like just like waiting. I mean, I and, don't know. And the excuse is some people are like, well, you know, they're not supposed to shake hands. Like, you Give have just breathed on each other for three hours, and everybody's been doing it so far this season. Don't tell me, oh, Lord Brady, you can't go halfway to midfield before you go to the locker room and shake somebody's hand that you've, that you've now lost to he's twice. Gone. Okay? He's everyone's gone and done. Hand- I mean, Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's it's only I mean what the heck? I mean was he embarrassed because of the the ending of the game? I mean what? He probably wanted to get away from Khalil Mack one more time because he knew that Khalil, Khalil Mack was coming. I just for mean him. poor Nick. I mean, the guy is just like you're absolutely right. He looked like a lost dog. I mean, jeez. Yeah, and go ahead. Real quick, before we close out, I want to say that the Eagles Yikes. have officially ruled out Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, but J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is playing, which yeah. I know that you said is not really a big deal, but, but Deshaun Jackson not playing is, is big for the Eagles. I, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, like, and, and we'll all text each other at the same time, be like, yep, told you so, because that is the kind of thing that happens. Uh, now, that would, if you're looking for the most unlikely thing to happen – what are the uh, odds? That would be it. <laughs> I want no, those they're, odds. They're really long. Um, yeah. But uh, listen, I think we've had a good conversation. With well, that's what the more. that's why we um, want the Pennsylvania Bowl and get you on it. Yeah, but that wasn't a legitimate question, so that's okay. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, 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 that's the thing. I, I think we should. We need to get this on. Uh, you know, try to make this somewhat of a somewhat of a regular thing. We know you got a busy schedule, uh, but uh, but again, we are very grateful for you coming on and joining us. Yeah, maybe we do a recap. Um, show. Give us a little I bit mean, of perspective. What about that? And obviously, just your term. Listen, do I have to pitch it myself. I'm okay I with mean, it. Listen, we like to get the it. Is, you know, try to get it. Rob Goody, he is shook <laughs> for the next listen. three hours after a Steelers game. <laughs> like he's like with a capital F. He's just shook. You can't get a hold of him. Oh, but it might be good petty. too if you're looking for, yeah. Well, then I guess maybe that's not the great. But but if we want to get a little, you know, lively o'clock. discussion, you know, there's no game on. 
Yeah, no, regular regularity. Maybe you know you're you are a CBS insider here. Let's get some information. One of us reads this stuff. You know, you, you do a tremendous of, job for them. And why one not of us. One of us. Can we? Yep. Um, we know. No, I is. think that'd be good. I mean, listen, if you wanna if you wanna review the game, let's say it gets close. Let's say it gets chippy. I mean, we've got more stuff to talk about. I. It'll be it'll be fun. Absolutely. But thank you so much again, uh, Cody, for coming on um, to our show today and giving us a little bit of a, you know, an idea of what you were seeing heading to this week. But everyone, uh, you can follow Cody Benjamin on Twitter at Cody J. Benjamin. And obviously, as I mentioned, go to CBSSports.com. You can type in Cody oh. Benjamin and all his great articles for them. Cody is we'll also and an get a little bit of his uh, perspective. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a tremendous writer. Don't let him don't let him undersell himself. The guy's he's an author, tremendous sports writer, <laughs> tremendous person, yeah. tremendous man. He's a, he's a pet owner. Uh, guys, guys he's, a, a, uh, he's a father. He's like, <laughs> a son. Uh, right. He's a great father, great husband. Yeah, right. He, he, he's just an all-around uh, awesome human being. So we're very fortunate to know him not only as a friend. Before we um, go. But just as a man I, and I a last general. Name so, Cody, Lord. again. Um, today, uh, Tunch Ilkin. Yeah, was um, yes, diagnosed yes. with ALS. I was just going to add that. Who? Thank you. Who is this? Prayers of oh. the Tunch Ilkin. This guy, he's played for the Steelers offensive line. He has been with the Steelers yeah. media. Uh, radio team, he's the color analyst for so many years, and he does stuff for Steelers.com. Um, really, everyone to hear from him, again, yeah. man of faith, great guy, uh, just an all-around awesome human being, and mm. he just got diagnosed with ALS, and uh, we know the and, the troubles with that uh, disease. So again, he's he's going to go yeah, down personally. Fighting, like he definitely is send prayers. like on a one o'clock on like when I grew up at one o'clock, you know, when the Steelers are playing, and I went upstairs to get a snack from watching the game. Like he, along with you know Hillgrove, that's who I heard, and you know, so that it's kind of it, it's sentimental in a way. It's like yes, you know, this is a guy that was a big part of my childhood. Is a you know is a big thing that I associate with being a Steelers fan. So yeah, definitely uh, definitely keep them in our in our in our minds yeah it's a uh well so he was the voice of the team is that he's the color guy he's the color guy okay well still he's part of the he's the color guy but he does a lot for he he does a lot for steelers.com and videos and stuff like that so players out there him and his family hope that he's able to uh you know keep fighting which i know he will and uh we'll keep him in our thoughts uh but for vince I am Dimitri again. Thank you, Cody, for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hope maybe next time we speak, we'll have Cody again for a recap show. But everyone enjoy the games this weekend. And I'll be